into the area. Janček, stab through, chance, shot, goal! Full stop! Unbelievable scenes at the end for the derby! Hello and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club, Scotland's foremost importer of Australian talent. I am Laurie Dunsire, joined by uh, one of Scotland's exports to the other side of the world, Mark Donaldson. Yes, Heart of Midlothian Football Club, if, we're, if they weren't sponsored by Save the Children... Um, and MND Scotland over the past few years, it would be easy to be sponsored by Castlemaine Forex. But do you know what? Is that even a beer anymore? Is it Tui's? Is it Castlemaine Forex? Is it Victoria Bitter? You know what? If only we had an Australian who's back this week after flying last week to tell us what little creatures in Perth. There's a good beer. What beer should Hearts be sponsored by if we weren't sponsored by MND Scotland? There you go, Ryan McGowan. What beers still exist in Australia? Loads. Loads of beers at the moment. I like the pure blondes they have in Australia. And what about the beer? Ooh, <laughs> oh, hello. Early, starting early. You can double up on them. But, um... <laughs> oh, oh, hey, oh, oh Lord. Yes. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Carry <laughs> on, scarves. <laughs> get to the bar and take a couple of blondies and a beer. <laughs> yes, well, this is what happens when Ryan's carry able on to have up, a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Anal, yeah. carry on up the funnel. <laughs> three, three lots of drinkers of beer um, just now. Yes, well, well, yes. Penultimate episode, supposedly, of Scarves Around the Funnel of a, of a good season. And we're in reflective mood tonight, aren't we? Yes. yes, we are. Um, delighted to be joined, of course, by Mark and Ryan. We've got the trio on for yeah the penultimate episode of the season. And it's crazy. It's going to be the first time we'll have a break of any kind for around three years. We've done at least one episode every week for just under three years running. Hats so, off to you, too. Well, you as well. Yeah, you, well, I've been well. late to the party, but it's been a... no. You've been you've been an important member of of the team. You've taken Dunsire's abuse very well. Yes, I have done. <laughs> I've, noticed, I've noticed that since you've done that, the amount of people now on Twitter that call me a bench warmer <laughs> skyrocketed <laughs> since then. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. You're you're, good. you're 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 quite welcome. But you know, you you're on a bench that. I will never get near, so you'll always you'll always have that. Um, yeah, so we will have a break for the summer, but before then, we will have another episode next week. And although we are going to focus on this week's episode soon, we are pleased to confirm that Hearts head coach Robbie Nielsen, who's actually not far off Ryan McGowan, the amount of times he comes on, maybe we can make it a four every week. That would be interesting. <laughs> He's coming Imagine on next week. On after- he is for our last one of the season. Imagine he came on after 
Imagine he came on after Brora. Oh, Jesus. Can you imagine <laughs> that? Imagine he was part of that. It's like when whoever Gowser ends up playing for next, whatever that is, and he has a stinker, um, and, and we've got... I see we've got a question. I mean, you'd bring it up anyway. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just difficult, isn't it? I mean, at, at least... It, look, we, we, we've got a head coach that's more than willing to come on to our podcast, which is very much appreciated, and uh, and yes, yeah, it's, it's. I wanted him on regardless of how we got on this season, and he said he would do that when he was on the last time, and he's he's agreed to that. He's going to be in his holiday next week as well, and he's he said I'll take my laptop with me so I can do it for you. I was like, come on, that's that's the kind of guy we've got in charge, and he's the, he's the type of manager who thought it was a good idea um, for Stevie Morris to accompany him onto the field at Hamden. He's the kind of manager that gets the football club and he's the kind of manager that knows what this club means to its supporters. And, and we're very lucky to have him. We've had a great season and I can't think of a better way than to uh, end our season after Hart's season ended a couple of weeks ago with Robbie Nielsen joining us next week. And we'll get to hear how much Ryan McGowan will try and beg him for a contract. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> Hi, Robbie. Good eye, mate. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> Do you think if Robbie's on holiday, maybe he's had a few drinks? Maybe we could. Yeah. We could. Wonder how how far down the line of convincing him to give Ryan a contract could we get in an hour? So let, let me let me next morning. <laughs> and then go. What have I done? Let me let you into a little secret. Um, when he responded saying that he'd happily come on, no problem. Um, I also got a photo of him enjoying a beer. <laughs> he'd had a few, I think he'd enjoyed himself so end of season he's, he's allowed to so it did require a fo- follow up um, a sober follow up, he's like yeah of course no. so he, he, he was well aware, this wasn't a steaming drunk, I whatever um, so twice he's, he said yes so we're, we're confident we'll have him we'll have him next week with his can of, of Castlemaine Forex uh, and his, his, his posse of Aussies who are we getting <laughs> next? Ryan McGowan, did you have any involvement in, in this Latest speculation with the the new Australian cap, the new no, potential central it, defender. I heard a little rumor a while back that it possibly coming to Scotland, but I didn't think that it would be um, Hearts. Don't put two and two together. Um, but because there's another Aussie that's gone to a young boy that's went to Livingston and a young boy that's went to Saint Mirren. Um, so it seems to be a little bit of a pathway at the minute, but I didn't think that um, big roles would be coming to hearts. And I'm also not sure how how much it's in it because I think there will be a transfer fee I'm going to guess unless he has something in his contract, which I'm not sure. I have messaged them to try and find out some inside <laughs> information. Um, but I'm not sure because a, a, uh, a lot of players in, a, in the A-League especially have a sort of clause that if it's an overseas club. Yeah. They can had that, isn't it? That's what. Yeah, they can kind of go for a, a you know, a lesser lesser fee because um, the A League clubs are pretty happy to to let players go to to overseas clubs. That's kind of the whole league's ambition. So um, I would like to think that if he if Hearts were to come into them, that it, that they probably wouldn't be priced out in terms of of trying to grab them. So what's he like? This is um, Kai Rolls. That we're talking about, who currently plays for Central Coast Mariners. Yeah, yeah he's done well. He's done. He's he's a left-footed centre back, um, reasonably good on the ball. Uh, wouldn't say that he was unbelievable, but I wouldn't say that he's that he's poor. His positional play is very good. 
he's, he's one of those ones that plays sort of beyond his years um, in terms of, you know, always kind of being in the right position at the right time. And um, he's, he's come on to a really good game the last two seasons. You know, he's, he's been um, a mainstay in that team. And, um, you know, he played in the all-star game against Barcelona and he's, and he's worked his way into the sort of national team. And uh, I think last night he made his debut for the national team. So, so he has done well. And um, when I was back in the, the A-League, it was kind of his breakout season when he was at Central Coast. Um, so, yeah, he's a, he's a good young player. And, and like a lot of the, those sort of young players, he'll have a, a big desire to, to come over to Europe or, you know, hopefully Hearts and, and play well. And, um, you know, I've only met him a couple of times, played against him, but only met him a couple of times in the, in the national team. And, you know, he's always done well and, and seems like a really good kid, which is, you know, half the battle. So fingers crossed that they can get a, a deal done and, um, yeah, and he can come over to Hearts and, and do well like, you know, the, the other two boys have done. Why on earth do you call him Rolls? I mean, is that not the most obvious nickname in the world? Royce. What could we possibly call him as a nickname? Royce. Oh, Rolls. There must be something else. Is he, I think he's just known as Rolls and that's it forevermore. It's never going to be changed. It's his last name. I know. Jesus. Roll There's got to be a... I don't know if he's got a, a nickname. He's got some bad tattoos that I don't know of. Oh. Some horrendous. I said that as soon as I seen him. I said, What's that, mate? Bloody. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's took a text to you and just drew all over you, but he's a he's a real Aussie Aussie boy. Oh, is he? Is, is he a kind of, kind of Castlemaine Forex and watching home and away? Yeah. Surfboard oh, okay. down the beach type fella, I think. Um, not, not, not Bogan, but just kind of Aussie Aussie. Uh, May pot, yeah. His tattoos suggest Bogan. He's got a little <laughs> bit of Bogan in him. Um, but no, nah, he's all right. He's a really good kid. He's a really good kid. So, um, yeah, he's he has ignored my messages, but he was playing for Australia last night. So I'll let him off. But, um, I'll see. I'll try and get some information, inside information, um, before next week, unless he's announced before then. But, um, and then get on to Robbie to see what how far along it is. But he's, um, he's done really well this season. He's um he's, he's good centre back and especially in Australia, as I'm still on the fringes, you can tell that there's not too many young centre backs kicking about. So from a you know with my Australian hat on, hopefully he can come over here and and do well and, and really boost the national team. Does it not kind of seem as a that's direct competition for me as well? Nice guy, but hold on here, he could be taking my spot if we were to qualify for the World Cup. How do you think? What's inside your mind when you when it comes to if it's him or me? Obviously, I want to go, but is he a direct competitor for your spot? No, nah, for, for national team, I just think it's one. It's obviously up to the manager, and and it's just if you're playing well, then good on him. Do you mean like I'm not in this squad, but I'm not thinking, oh, you know, I hope they lose these games and, and don't qualify. It's your national team. Club clubs different. Um, but yeah, national team. I want all the Aussie boys to be doing well. I know how difficult it is to to be playing at this level and, and playing at, you know, international level. So yeah, there's definitely no hard feelings. There's certain boys that would probably do that, but no, not for, for me, not, not at all. I, I love, I, you know, we, we tease Craig Gordon and the sort of goalie union, but I have a real soft spot for, for centre-backs. So I want to make sure that, you know, all the centre-backs in and around are doing well. And um, yeah, if I can help, um, Rolsey out or any of the other boys out with you know tips or things to do or things to work on at international level or club level then I'm, I'm more than happy to work out because 
at the end of the day, you want to see your mates or, or Aussie boys doing well overseas. And um, that's what, I, that's why hopefully he uh, can come to hearts because it's, you know, like I said, on numerous occasions, it's such a good club to come to and Cammy and um, Natty will probably be speaking so highly of it. You know, it's as an Aussie, it's a perfect club to come to and, and, you know, use as a, a platform to, to show what you can do. And, you know, if you, if you don't play for a bigger club than Hearts and you've, and you've had a pretty good career because, you know, for us Aussies, Hearts is a massive, massive club in a, a big league and it's a massive shop window. So let's hope that he can get a deal done and that Robbie's uh, can sweet talk him into coming over. Right. It's not scarves around the Barbie, so we will... We'll, we'll, we'll move... <laughs> <laughs> well, a few more, a few more, and it would be Australia's B team, wouldn't it? It'd be uh, our yeah, <laughs> that is true. So this week we are going to have a sort of end of season summary. Um, what are you doing? I wasn't sure your seat. Why are you walking in? I'm in the middle of something, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this is staying in. This has to stay in. Don't you dare get rid of this one, sir. Can you fuck off, guy? Okay? Go and drink Prosecco downstairs, you stupid. <laughs> you order a couple of blondies thinking that it was beer. <laughs> they are don't both you blonde. Dare they're both blonde, blonde, actually. That's not the point. By the way, don't you dare edit that out after what you've put <coughs> us through with your editing rascal behaviour. It's got to stay in. I'm going right. To, right, Gowser. Oh, no, no, no. Hi, this is for Gowser and me for the next 30 seconds. Gowser. What? We are going to keep dropping references yes. to what's just happened throughout this, so this fucker can't edit that out. Yeah, make it as difficult as possible for me. <laughs> I'll just leave it in. I don't mind. I left it in when I had to go and answer the door. That, <laughs> see, that, was, that was because Gowser brought the house down with his commentary. Right. So this week we are going to do an alternative end of the season up. Oh. Awards, if you want to call it that. We've got a few categories. We, we put it out on social media as well. So this is um, things like goal of the season, best celebration, um, save of the season. We've got a few other categories. So we'll get into those. Um, might have time for a wee quiz at the end, but we'll, we'll see how we'll see how time, what time is. Do we have a topic, best interruption? <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake, no. I mean, the best interruption is surely when a, when a bear was in your garden. We don't think we can beat that, can we? Oh no! This season we're talking about. We're not going this to go back season, two okay. years. Okay. What about um, next door neighbor or prosecco drinkers? Or, or um, what, about, what about sushi in Kuwait? Sushi, yeah, yeah, there was that as well. Yeah, Uber Eats. Yeah. Tom Rogic was kind of getting in the way, but we didn't actually record that, did we? That was before we went on air. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good one actually. Him coming into my room constantly. Anyway, uh, before we get on with things, I've got a quick email to go through from Cameron. I know we were talking about Hearts Dreams last week. So Cameron sent us an email. He says, hi, Laurie, Mark and Gowser. Not sure if this is a common one you've had amongst us Hearts fans, but I've had a recurring Hearts Dream. Well, it's happened twice. It might help some of you do your score slash goal scorer predictions at the end of each podcast now and again. So cast your minds back to early 2020, uh, Daniel Stendhal had just taken charge and we were pretty pish, to say the least. Uh, step up Airdrionians in the Scottish Cup fourth round for a game to get us back on track. Anyway, I dreamt that that week that Hearts had a resounding 5-0 win against them. But to be honest, given the state we were in at the time, this was fairly unlikely. 
Fast forward to the Saturday, and not only did Halkett uh, knock one in near at the end, meaning the dream had come true, it also meant I was 60 quid up. Um, I think I stuck a quid on us to win by over four. Uh, the second time this happened was a bit more significant Um it was during this year's campaign, the first of two consecutive derbies last April. I had the same psychic-esque dream during the week, this time about us beating our rivals 3-1. My dream was a wee bit off this time around those that happened at Hamden uh, and Boyce got on the score sheet. However, it's hopefully one of those dreams that will stick with me. Anyway, just wanted to say a big thank you to you all for keeping us Hearts fans entertained every week as well. First season, I've properly listened to the podcast and have loved it. I'll let you know the next time I have the dream and you won't have to worry about predicting the score that week. Thanks from a fellow Jambo, Cameron. Oh, that's nice. It was a very nice email. Thank you, Cameron. And that's that. there's some excellent premonitions there in your dream. So by all means, next season, if you have one of these premonition dreams again let us know and we'll all just back whatever happens in your dream for the the next the game will be like what the hell is happening <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah thank you for that cameron appreciated it and on that note we shall move on right okay so this is the scarves around the funnel alternative end of season awards as such i, I don't know if, i don't even know if we're going to give it an, as in a final award but we've got some categories and we got some feedback some suggestions for each of these so the categories we put out there uh, were goal of the season best celebration most complete performance of the season as in a match uh, stinker of the season also a match uh, worst refereeing performance best craig gordon save um current player who will go on to play at the highest level, most handsome outfield player, because well, if we include <laughs> the goalkeeper, there's only going to be one winner, um, best non-football moment, and best Twitter reply to a starting 11 announcement from the club. So you can see they get a little bit more obscure kind of the further down the list we go. Did you but, have to put Craig Gordon in between the words best and save? Did, did you think our backup goalkeeper in that game at Motherwell might be in contention for that award? <laughs> um, no. no. No, I didn't. No. So okay. let's get stuck in. So I've got lots of suggestions. Whether we'll pick a, a final one, I don't know. But let's start with goal of the season. And <sighs> let's see. Um, we had numerous responses and a lot of people, including Blair Messer, Colin S, Jim, Ian Mack, Gavin Wallace, Stevie Morris, uh, Matty JK, Kyle Borthwick, Andrew Bell, Jamie Devlin, Graham Taylor, Bry Pye, Preston Pants, Hearts, Walker, Mark Dixon, Lewis, Cuth Lewis Cuthbertson, they all picked this goal. Mackay leaves it, Kingsley rolls to the boys, back to Kingsley, curls it towards no, the lovely no, effort, no, 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 Kingsley magic! A moment of absolute wonder from Stephen Kingsley. Two goals in a week against the Highbies. It is a thing of absolute beauty, that goal. Hearts 2, Hibs nil. So that was Stephen Kingsley against Hibernian at Hamden Park in the semi-final. It's a hard one to get away from, isn't it, Mark, in terms of picking the best goal of the season? Yeah, so we won't. That's your goal of the season. <laughs> Fair, although although two other honourable mentions, this is my story and Jason Law both mentioned Ellis Sims in the same game, which was a yeah. pretty nice strike. And um, 
ZB and Andy Munro also mentioned Barry Mackay's volley against Livingston. So there's quite a few good goals. Which is nice. It's nice to be able to choose from rather than it's just we've only got one contender here because we've had a shitty season. But it was just a stunning goal and it put a little bit of a gap between um, the teams as well, albeit for 60 seconds. But Sims was a great goal, but you could pick any of the free kicks from Kingsley. I was watching back some of the highlights of the free kicks. I actually did some research for, for these topics. And <laughs> I know King, Kingsley had some, some brilliant reasons. He honestly... I know we don't have a, a category for best free transfer signing, but sheesh. I mean, he's just been phenomenal. And how he's not in the Scotland squad. Now you see, and I know Liam Cooper is, is kind of loyalty and Scott McKenna's had a good season for Forrest. But I always think if you've got a player that's played really well, but he also has another facet, another string to his bow, and what, it's like Lee Griffiths, right? With his two free kicks against England many years ago. There's always that kind of chance. And, and Gauza, you must have played with some players that you kind of thought, oh, if we got a free kick within 25 yards out, we've got someone here who I quite fancy. And then Kingsley should have been in the Scotland squad. I'm not saying it would have made a difference, but what, any players that you had um, or have uh, alongside you that you kind of think, yeah, we've got a right chance of a free kick's awarded within sight of goal. Not not too much free kicks, but I always used to when I was at Hearts, Danny Granger's corners and mm. sort of free a free kick delivery. Not so much shooting on target, but he always used to put in a. You always knew it would be close to on the money or where you'd worked on it during the week. Um, can't believe that I'm saying that because he'll be buzzing off. Me <laughs> but um, it's the highlight of his career. Yeah, we had a boy Luke Bratton again who had really good set. Um, set pieces at, at Sydney but um, not so much a free kick taker as such and I don't think Hearts have had one for a long long time no no um, yeah I, I can't even think of anyone off the top of my head for Hearts that you actually like we said numerous times this season anywhere from sort of 25 30 yards out you're thinking there's, there's a right good chance that this is a goal and um, yeah I agree with you yeah, 100% he should have been in that Scotland squad and I would be arguing he should be starting, let alone not even in the squad. He should have probably been uh, been starting last night. The other goal that I was thinking about, I'm going to hold off and I'm going to put it in the category of best celebration. Laurie, I, mean, you you I think you're going to be stealing my um, thunder here. Well, you can go first if, if we're allowed to, Governor. Are we, that are, we, are we moving to best celebration, are we? Well, we want, I want to hear your goal, goal of the season as well. I thought you'd disappeared. I thought you'd gone with the girls to do Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's a category where... Oh, are you going to make me pick in all these categories? I've got so many... Of, of course! Subjects. You were the one that saw every single game. You were the one that was there, was commentating yeah. either from some basement with Gordon yeah. the Gopher in Glasgow. Go go what's, your, what's your goal of the season, Laurie? I mean, I, I, it does have to be Kingsley. I mean, in terms of the quality of the goal... And the magnitude of the game itself. It's hard to argue with that. So, I mean, like Mark said, you just that's the goal of the season, pretty much. Um, but we'll move on to best celebration because we got loads of suggestions for this, a nice variety on this one. Mm. And um, if you want me to, I'll, I'll kick off because a lot of them suggested the one that, that, that I was going to go with, which is Craig Halkett away to Rangers. Um, that's what I've got, yeah. Guys, those are yours as well. No, I've got um, McInniff, the one at Dundee United. Uh, at okay. Home. 
the okay. fifth, you know, the little dink. Yeah. Uh, yep. I've gone more for that because... Is that for the goal, sorry? Yeah, for the goal, because I always look for, as a, as a player at other teams, of how teams celebrate. I think it can tell you a lot about the change room and also a lot about how certain players are respected. You know, like That's we can't call it St. Mirren. You could mm-hmm. see like everyone being delighted. Cammy's a big player for the Hearts. And I thought considering that, you know, he hadn't been featured a lot and took his goal really well, it was the fifth against Dundee. And, like it wasn't a massive, massive game. I thought that celebration said a lot about sort of how he was, the team spirit within the team. And um, and that's what you need. You know, a lot of people are like, you don't need to worry about your starting 11. It's the sort of seven or eight that aren't playing. And I just felt that that showed a lot of you know good stuff that was happening at Hearts and which you know ended up showing out throughout the season that you know everyone was in it together and it was a real happiness for him to score so that was my um celebration yeah that's well, no that's, that's some good points no, I get that um so we will have a quick listen back to Craig Halkett's moment though just before we go through some of these Mackay Stephen whips it in McGregor comes he's missing headed in the right post and Craig Halkett scored Craig Halkett against his former side. It's a disaster for Alan McGregor, who misses the corner. And right on 90 minutes in front of the Rangers fans, Craig Halkett nods into the back post. Rangers won. Heart of Midlothian won. Halkett with the goal, McGregor with the error. We're all square at Ibrox. So Blair Messer said Halkett away to Rangers. Um, Jim said should be one of the semi-goals, but Honestly, Halkett Ibrox went mental. Um, so a few people <clears throat> also liked this goal. And I think it was not just the magnitude of it, getting a, a, an equaliser at Ibrox, uh, something we don't see very often, but just the moment as well for Craig Halkett, who's obviously had a very tough time before that, you know, out of form last season. He struggled to kind of come back from injury. But um, just the old arm held aloft in delight. But when he runs over to the away end, almost every single player gets involved. And then when they start heading back, there's just another fist punch from from Halkett to the crowds. And just the scenes in that away end, even though there's only, what, eight or 900 Hearts fans there, um, that was a, a great moment. Uh, other ones mentioned, Ian McLeod says, Cammy Devlin at any goal we scored. <laughs> and that's that's a good one because Ryan, you I think you you were a bit like that. You loved getting involved in the old celebrations. It was very few goals that were scored when you were around that you didn't see you maybe jumping on the back of someone's shoulders afterwards. Yeah, I just that's what you that's what you want, isn't it? You all week I've been telling somebody that they're going to score, and they I pretty much told everybody that they're going to score. So I ran up to them, going, "I told you, I told you, <laughs> I told you, we're going to score." <laughs> but yeah, that's the best part. I'm, I'm not a big goal scorer. I, I, Used to, well, I still do get annoyed when people score and they act too cool for school and just jog off. You know, that's the whole point of playing football is to score the goals to, yeah. to win the game. So you need to give a little bit of effort, probably not as much effort as I used to do it, but it needs to be you a ever, little did, did you ever score in any big games, Gozer? Try to think. Oh, I scored in a couple of cup finals. Did uh, you? Oh, okay. Yeah, one in Scotland, one in China. Mm-hmm. Oh, good luck. Yeah, you haven't mentioned that much. <laughs> it was a few, a few years ago now, Mark. Yeah. Oh, what, what, what was the celebration like for the one in Scotland, Ryan? Um, if you could imagine someone... Oh, God, I don't even know. I still watch it back and get fucking embarrassed. <laughs> That's when I wish I just did like a cool, you know, like a... Sheeter, arm in the air. No, nah, not even that, but like something that 
everyone could do. Not like an era, like a trademark one, you know. Not a Drink, drinking a can of Castlemaine Forex. Yeah. <laughs> Not jump as high as you can and throw your arms about at the same time while lifting your oh, and do we, it we, multiple <laughs> jumps. Triple jump champ. I was doing the triple jump with my arms up in the air. We we got a nice mix in the celebrations because some people kind of went for the player celebration, but some people are going for the celebrations like in in the in the stands as well, which I think is quite good because we do get mentioned this, you know the scenes when Cami scored at St Mirren, both ZB and Alex mentioned that. Um, Gavin Wallace is the Halliday second goal in the derby before the semi final. Um, Stevie Morris, this is a um, this is a player one. This is Boyce against Talbot, and in brackets, revenge of the Baldies. Um, and Grant hadn't agreed with that as well. That was, of course, when um, Liam Boyce had obviously been getting a little bit of stick from the Auchinleck fans behind the goal, and then when he dispatched his penalty, he made a little reference to his who is bald head, which was which was in good humour. I thought if if it was our best goal celebration for fans, what would be the most limbs? Moment, would it be the cup semi against Hibs? Um, limbs t- usually tends to be away games, doesn't it? When it goes properly, oh, uh, I um, felt the, the one before the semi final that was a real good atmosphere. Obviously. Oh, yeah, give it time castle. Yeah. Time castle, yeah, yeah, that was like um, one of the ones where you could watch it on TV and thought, Oh, that's proper, proper limbs. That, that made you really miss being there, didn't it? Oh, yeah, and then going out so, afterwards. Yeah, for limbs, I mean, Ibrox is definitely a good one. Although it's a small, um, obviously you a small. Be, you have to be careful there. You know, hearts like, following. That that main stands full of some. There's a fair few staunch, staunch fans in there that probably go back to their jobs as lawyers or dentists or accountants on a Monday, but they let their uh, they let themselves go in the main stand just behind us in commentary, don't they? Yeah, another one for limbs would have been. Um, the Livingston game, where we won one nil as well. There were fans spilling out onto the pitch in that one when Boyce scored. So that was another good one. Okay. Uh, I'll go through a few of these. Uh, Rab Lockhart says, Halliday's equaliser in the derby. I don't think I've seen celebrations like that at Tiny in a long time. So that's mm. backing up what you mentioned there. Christopher yep. Thompson also agreed with that. Um, Kyle Borthwick was the same. He mentioned best celebrations, Halliday versus Hibbs first goal. Um, Andrew Bell went a different way with this. He said Gordon after his late save against Forrest in the oh, first yeah. Celtic game, and Stuart yeah. C also agreed with that. That's, That's a great obviously, point. yeah, Gordon's and he's he's had, done that a few times this season, and quite right. I quite yeah. like that sometimes when you yeah. see uh you know, obviously a striker celebrates a goal, but it's quite nice to see a player celebrating something else as well. Keeper celebrating a save. Um what else have we got? Uh, Jamie Devlin also said Celtic opening day, a mix of beating that lot and finally being back at Tiny, albeit limited plus noise, uh, but it sounded like a full house. Only four and a half thousand, I think, were there. Um, it seems like an eternity ago, doesn't it? It that does. Was still kind of some fans back, but not, what was that, a quarter of the attendance? 25% was it or something like that? Uh, yeah, it was It was pretty wow. low, but it was great to have anyone back at that point. Yeah, sure, of course. Um, Heart stats, this is this is one that's kind of going along the lines of what Ryan McGowan was saying about showing the team, the kind of team spirit and the feeling. He says, Barry Mackay finally scoring. Yes. Um, and a, a few agreed, shot. Stevie Perry, Ryan Freighter, John Cleland, they also agreed with that. And that was just the reaction, I think, wasn't it, from the whole team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like a, fuck me, what just happened? 
That's what that was. I know good, good, yeah, good selection there. Good one. There is. Um, okay, we'll move on. So we've got most mm-hmm. complete performance yeah. of the season, and this do is you from think match. We'll, yeah. Do you think we'll get the the same game times three here between us? Possibly. So uh, what I'm going to go with, I'll, I'll play a quick clip from the what was kind of the most popular with the the feedback we got. Now McKay. Lovely turn away from his man there. Finds Devlin. The ball's out wide to Woodburn. Woodburn. Plays her cross. Oh! And then Woodburn opens his hearts account. The Jambo. Hearts 5, Dundee United 2. Um, so that was, you know, Colin S, Stevie Morris, uh, Jamie Devlin. This is my story podcast. Bri Pie, Ryan Freighter, quite a few others picked this one. Um, interesting game because there was no. Out and out striker for Hearts in this one. They had that kind of fluid front three: oh. Mackay, Janelli, Woodburn in attack. Woodburn, of course, scored two goals in that game. Yeah, um, it was a very open match. It was a sort of um, free, a very free flowing, and both sides kind of went for it in that game. Mm-hmm. And it was the it was the one game, and it was the first thing I put down. Done United five two most complete performance. It was the one game this season that I was desperate to call mum and dad. And say, by the way, how what was that like? How good was the atmosphere? Because I've kind of lived this season and every other season that I've been over here in the States vicariously through my parents for games at Tyne Castle and through you, Laurie, from your hearts commentaries for, for away days as well. Because for Ryan and us, that's the closest we come. Neither of us were able to watch the, the, the cup final. Um, and I mean, it's it's it is what we do. So we've got to kind of we've got to have our ways of of being close to the football team. So that was the one game this season, and the head semi final, granted as well. But we spent longer talking about that game than probably any other game this season because it was like, oh, what about that? And what about that? It just yeah. it had everything, didn't it? Yeah, I also think it was we just got beat off Aberdeen at Pataudry, and that was everyone was not worried as such, but. Dundee United had got off to a good start and everyone was kind of thinking, how are we going to react? Mm-hmm. And I think that was a first again sign of, yeah, this team's got a little bit about them and they put a real marker down on terms of, you know, Tynecastle was again sort of a fortress. They made sure that they had forgotten about a poor performance away at, at Aberdeen, which you know could possibly be up there for the stinker of the season. And um, that just gave a real big belief around the club and with, within the players and fans that yeah. the season could be something uh, pretty special. Definitely. You can see why it was a, a popular one. Um, other suggestion, Gene McLeod says 2-0 at Tanadice. The first time I thought we controlled an away game from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Borthwick mentioned the most complete performance, Auchinleck Talbot, which I can get that as well, despite them being obviously a junior side to dispatch them so comfortably. I think has to be has to be noted. Uh, Aberdeen two 0 at home. Yeah, I, I was going to say who was the referee in that uh, Auckland game because oh, he's I can't remember, but all the officials will be going down in the <laughs> worst worst yeah, performance nice. in that sense. Uh, Lewis Pearson and Jason Law also went with that Aberdeen two nil. Um, so the, a few went with so this was this was going to be my pick, which Gavin Wallace went with this. Rab Lockhart, Andrew Bell, Graham Taylor, among a few others. This was Livingston at home on the twenty fifth of September, a three 0 win. Um, and I just thought it was a game where from from start to finish we controlled it with like seventy two seventy two percent possession, but also plenty of chances. And Michael Smith scored in the twenty fifth minute. 
and this was a wing-back to wing-back goal. Cochrane to Smith, I kind of love that in the 3-4-3. Uh, Boyce scored a penalty after Benny Beningame was fouled 2-0 at half time and to be honest Livingston seemed content to keep it at 2-0 and then at 3-0 um, which happened in the 64th minute when Barry Mackay drilled it across for Cochrane who again was right up in the box in the second half making it 3-0 still unbeaten at that point and I thought it was a game where it, we just looked on a whole different level to Livingston despite them being a team that very nearly got into the top six It's a good point yeah, that was one. And they're, they're a side that have caused us problems in the past, especially in the Scottish Cup tie, where neither side really played well, but they're, they're a stuffy side. We just took them apart, didn't we? So I think so far what we've got, goal of the season is definitely Kingsley. Best celebration, probably going to go with the Halkett one, is it? Yeah, but there's, I like the Craig Gordon shout about the celebration yeah. after saving from it's James Forrest. It's good. good most, most complete performance, despite that, I think the overriding feeling is that 5-2 game against Dundee United. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so we can we can move on to the next section. And we're back from a quick uh, beer and toilet break <laughs> for the next section in our alternative end-of-season awards. Um, this one is... <laughs> they do that at the Oscars, do they? They do yeah. that at the Oscars. Three three awards, right? Right, boys and girls, a uh, bit of beer being consumed away for a pish. See you in five. It feels like the end of season awards where the manager all week said nobody's drinking. Nobody's <laughs> drinking at the awards. And then you Everyone's get the boys them. that are like, we'll just go somewhere before. They won't notice. <laughs> so, <laughs> is it the, if, it's, if it's like the Oscars, so uh, uh, thankfully we're not doing this live, otherwise we might get one of the Hearts players would walk up and slap us at this point when we talk about stinker of the season, um, <laughs> which there's a few suggestions for. So this one's a bit more open. I might get one of you guys to decide on this. Um, well, Blair- I think, sorry, before before you mention Blair's one, I think it was Ryan's fart. I think that's <laughs> the stinker of the season from a few weeks ago. Here we go. Because that was, that, was, that was rotten. The like, old deflector. You wouldn't want to be with you in the bloody trenches. <laughs> yes what was that again this sound and we know we know it was we know it was mark we've we, we played the full clip last time so there's no getting away from it um that's going to come back to haunt you a few times well, right because it's my buzzer in the quiz later on <laughs> basically yeah that was one of ryan's best suggestions actually uh, Blair Messer said St Johnston away no Gordon no Boyce and it was just tepid and poor against an awful team and on an even worse pitch. Um, the 2-1 defeat to Aberdeen at Pataudry got a few votes, including Jim and Hart stats. Here's one that might be interesting conversation. Ian McLeod mentioned it, so did Jamie Devlin. This is my story. Bry Pie, Preston Pants, Hearts. And that is the cup final. Um, Ian McLeod says, cup final never laid a glove on Rangers. Zero shots on target. Hmm. I I think putting the cup final as stinker of the season is, is very harsh. Yeah. I mean, we still... Uh, yeah, zero shots on target, okay. But we were playing Rangers and it went to extra time. I mean, yes, we should have threatened them more. But compared to some of the dismal displays we've seen, I think that's pretty harsh. Yeah, I, I think a lot of fans get caught up with them playing midweek. Like a, a lot of ha- uh, a lot of Hearts fans were sort of hoping that they'd be tired or you know take their eye off the ball a little bit. But I think that's what makes it 
you know, a tough one to swallow is that they that they had the Europa League final and everything that went on with that on the Wednesday and then, yeah, struggled a little bit against them. But that's not to put, you know, we did get beat. I've got that as one of my stinkers, 5-0. Yeah, that's yep. that's a good point. Walker and Kier uh, also said getting pumped five 0 off Rangers. Um, Dundee two one defeat at home. Andrew Bell, Mark Dixon, Ryan Kay, yeah. Ryan Freighter, they all. I, I, that. I'd stand up for that. I'd stand up for that because we've played worse than one, and that was just uh, okay when they when they scored and then went two one up. Maybe we ran out of ideas, but I think the ones that I've got, St. Johnston away, 2-1, the Rangers 5-0 yep. away, because we went into that one with the hope that, remember talking about it the week before on the podcast or a couple of days beforehand, saying this is this is a right good chance, because who knows what they're up to these days, and and that was that was an opportunity I thought missed. The Aberdeen, I think it was at the second half. That was oh, the, was the second half, the they, they tore us apart, yeah. Yeah, because I listened to you on Hearts website, um, from Atlanta, I think, doing the World Series, and and it sounded it sounded all right when we scored, but then I think the second half, I, I mean, I watched back the highlights, and well, there were none of the second half, and the other was Hearts nil, Ross County nil. I know we didn't need a winner or anything, but it was just utter shite. <laughs> well, I've I went with one um, that was same as we've got a few others: Lewis Pearson, Sean Gray, Stuart Dean. They all picked this game as well, and this was Motherwell. On the twentieth of November, when we lost two yeah. nil at Fir Park, and like the reason for this was right from the get go, Motherwell pinned us back, and we just could not get out. They like that f- first half especially, but we never really got out until I think we chucked uh, Nongdwee on towards the end, and we got a little bit of we got a little bit of opportunity by just firing the ball up the park to him. But Motherwell played a really high line, pressed us very high up the park, and we just played into their hands time after time. And you could, it was one of these games where I felt from about five minutes in, you could tell we're losing this game. (laughs) We're never, we are never getting anything from this game today. I remember being really frustrated that game because I think that was the game after the 5-2. Is that right? Oh, um, it was de- it was definitely around that time. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was. You're correct. Yeah, two yeah. weeks later. Yeah, it must have been an international I, I break. Was, after I, it. I remember just being really annoyed after that game, being like, "Fucking hell!" Like you don't want that yo-yo season of shit performance away to Aberdeen, great performance at home against Dundee United, then back to shit performance against Motherwell. You know, at that stage of the season, I think there was a real concern of, "Are we actually going to put a little bit of a run together?" And are we like, what kind of team are we? And yeah, like you said, after the first couple of minutes against Motherwell, you could just turn. You could just say Motherwell is going to win this and just walk home. Fir Park and McDermott Park have just been two places. I mean, I used to enjoy going to them because we always had a good record there. But recently, especially McDermott Park, gee was yeah, horrific. But that game against Motherwell was horrible. So was the second one when when we went there. I want to just quickly go back to the Hearts Dundee game, and I know I kind of tried to excuse it and thought we did all right in that game, and it was. It was probably one of those games whereby on another day, Hearts could have won three or four. But I remember the conversation that we had prior to the Hearts-Dundee game at Tynecastle. So we're talking first or second week in February. The Rangers game that we lost 5-0. Up until that point, every defeat that we'd had that season, we bounced back with a win the following time. And I remember bringing that up when we were doing our prediction. We all predicted a Hearts win, as, as we normally do. 
So from a perspective of kind of the way the game went, it was like, okay, was it a stinker compared to some of the others? Probably not. It wasn't great. But that was the one that really kind of, because we'd managed to bounce back every single time and, and show that we could kind of bounce back from a defeat. Yeah. That one was just... And then we I didn't think we played well against Levitt, albeit we got through on, on penalties. And then St. John, that, that spell of the season... February was our Easter worst Road, month. Yeah. February was horrible. Nil-nil at Easter Road, 5-nil defeat at Ibrox, 2-1 defeat against Dundee, nil-nil against Levy through on penalties, and St. Johnston 2-1 away. So that made the St. Mirren victory at the end of February all the more important because we've been utter shite in that month up until that. And there were murmurings as well. Does the gaffer know what he's doing and whatever? That was probably the, the, the spell of the season prior to the top six um, when we we started off with a win and then it went all to shit. But February, first first half of February was 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 not good. But then we did well to, to really bounce back. Okay, next up, just to keep the negative vibes going, we've got worst refereeing performance. Um, oh, which, uh, hold on, this should be entitled "Which Nick Walsh refereeing <laughs> display was the worst?" Yeah, I mean Nick Walsh gets mentioned. Steve Weddle says Nick Walsh in the home game arranges before Christmas plumbed oh, the depths of ineptitude. Jesus, just ten horrendous. yellows and a red, awful. Yeah, Matthew Harold said Nick Walsh anytime he referees. Sean Gray said Nick Walsh versus Rangers. Ian McLeod said Nick Walsh any performance, including victories, uh, and that's fair because that Rangers game. Remember afterwards, I was like, he was shocking. But mm-hmm. two things that well, one thing is he got the Janelli red card right, and he got. A Rangers penalty call should have been a, a penalty. Um, sorry, no, there was a, a penalty call in that game that he actually got right, but a lot of people felt we should have had a penalty from. So it was an interesting one in the end. Like it wasn't a game where we felt kind of he caused us to lose the game, but just overall was just terrible. Um, John Jambo Wilson says Kevin Clancy in any game he refs, the guy is useless. Um, uh, he was in charge of the Aberdeen 2-1 defeat. And again, we didn't deserve anything from that game. We were poor, but it was one of those refs where I think he gets too caught up in the moment. He sent off Halliday for a, for a straight red towards the end. And it was one where I felt like if it's another player in a different situation, it's an easy yellow. But because it was Halliday, it was at Pitaudry, Scott Brown rushed over and went kind of head to head with him straight away. He just, I think it, that kind of made the decision for him. Um, Jamie Devlin says Don Robertson against Hibbs at Easter Road how he missed a blatant handball from Stevenson and then stopped play for the Porteous injury was shocking it wasn't a great game that one and see to me this is this kind of has to be the winner Um, Ralph Smith says Bobby Madden at Celtic Park still trying to get my head around the free kick that Jota won for pulling his hamstring (laughs) Which oh yeah oh dear, which is one of those where I know you can. It's one of those where you can find it. You justify it in the letter of the law, um, you know, about a player being injured, the referee can stop play. But you know, Ryan, you've you know you've been a player for many years. You've played in a lot of games in a lot of countries with a lot of referees. You don't stop the game in mid flow when a team's about to attack because someone pulls a muscle that doesn't happen it's a serious injury or a head knock or something isn't it yeah you can't just stop like that that's the equivalent of me chasing a long ball and then just pull my hamstring and the ref going oh okay let's make sure gals is okay 
Exactly. Don't worry about yeah. scoring. Let's just make sure this play is okay. It's just um, oh, there's there's too many. That's the that is the worrying thing that that we were talking about refs, and we could name fifteen games out of the season where a ref has been absolutely shocking. Yeah, take your pick of the worst referee performance. There's usually plenty to, to choose from. And just uh, wait, Laurie, until the, the, the oh, pool is diluted don't. even further oh. because they've got to find some of them to do video assistant referees. Oh, God, don't. And good, goodness knows what, what else is going to happen, honestly. Don't go there. People, pe- people will say, oh, VAR this, VAR that. If used correctly, VAR can, can work, but not when you've got incompetence in charge of it. Very true. Uh, let's move on to another section which has got plenty of options, and that is the best Craig Gordon save, um, because there's just just loads of them. Uh, here's a clip from one that came up. Henderson takes. That's a good one. What a save by Gordon! Unbelievable goalkeeping. He's preserved the Hearts' lead, and that right there is vintage Craig Gordon. And Sean Maloney knows all about. That was, of course, against Hibernian at Hamden Park. Uh, Jamie Devlin said the semi-final save from Porteous, if he hadn't, and that went in, God knows how that game ends. Uh, Mark Dixon, one of uh, a few people who also mentioned that save. And this is a great one, Ryan, because I think I had these off, I had this awful flashback uh, when the corner came in of a Henderson delivery. It was a different Henderson. It was his brother against Rangers six years previous. And you were just we just saw Porteous peel away. And as a centre back attacking that ball to head it in, he does everything right, doesn't he? Does everything right. And also factoring in the stage of that game. You know, the hips were on top um at that sort of moment in time. And that goes in and I think everybody hearts fed the Staunchest Hearts fan would be thinking or be, be worrying that Hibs would go on to win that game. So that that has to be up there. But again, like the referee performance, we could probably pick 10 or 15 Craig Gordon saves where he's, um, yeah, just been Craig Gordon. Exactly. I mean, we've, we've got a few. The next one, uh, Martin Henderson says, he says against the zombies <laughs> when he diverted the ball from the bottom bin uh, to beyond his left post with his studs, stunning. And Mark, that was the the save that obviously kept Hearts in the game against Rangers, right mm-hmm. at the death from Joe Rebo. And I, I think one of the things with Craig Gordon, which I, I think is great, is the range of saves. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. about a fingertip save from that Porteous header. This one is a low shot, and he uses his you know he stretches that long left leg and gets his studs to it really well for this one against Rangers. Having worked with, with Shaka Hislop over here for as many years, and, and I'm always on at Shaka about how does a goalkeeper do that? What makes a good goalkeeper? What about that save? And, and Shaka spoke about conceding to Steven Gerrard in the FA Cup final in 2006. He said, if I was a wee bit younger, I could have got across to that. And I said, well, he's hit it perfectly. He goes, no, it's just, I know my body and I could have done that. And when Shaka, Shaka was in his mid-30s, I think, when, when he played against Liverpool, Craig is in his late 30s and he's I think he's in the best form of his life. And learning from Shaka about goalkeeper's positioning is so important. You, saves might look brilliant, but some saves are unattainable if your positioning isn't right. 
Some saves are unattainable if your footwork isn't right. Craig's footwork, Craig's positioning, all goes into the fact that he's probably the best shot stopper in Britain right now. If you can find someone better, then I'd love to see it. I don't think there is one. So, I, I look, I sent up my message. I said, look, we're, we're doing a topic in our end-of-season awards on the podcast, Craig Gordon's best save. I'm going to go for Ryan Porteous. What's your best save? And he said that he would agree with that. It meant the most in the end. Beating Hibs, getting European group football, that was worth a good few million to the club. So went on and said, look, okay, let's... What was two and three? So he said, Livy was number two. Was that the one at Almond Vale? Yeah, so yeah, Blair, Blair Messer, Lewis, Cuth- Lewis Cuthbertson both went with that as well. That was... He made, he made like three in a row. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there was a double save and a yeah. yeah there was, so I that, think he'll probably mean the one they fingertipped onto the woodwork from Jason Holt. One of the saves right. in that group. You know how we had the, the 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 we have got the video every kind of Monday or or, or Tuesday. Um, the is it Jordan Allen that does it? Yes, um, that, that puts it together. And there was one angle. Jordan got the perfect angle of it. And yeah. Craig put it on his Instagram, and it was just it was an incredible save. So that was his number two, and his number three was against Ross County. Was that the one yeah. from Ross Callahan? Yeah. Yeah. So well, this was this was going to be mine, my pick. So he makes a double save, but it's he touches Jordan Tilson's long range shot onto the post, <laughs> yep, yep. and then, and then the then ball the comes out. And I think I spoke about you know I was I was in commentary, and I was basically I looked to the assistant to hope that Ross Callahan was maybe offside because because you know he's going to score. I assume, you know, he's, he's five or six yards out. He's mm-hmm. just going to roll the ball into the back of the net. Um, and Gordon Summer gets up, scrambles across the box and dives. And actually, it's not just a, it's not even just a block with his body. He puts an arm out and tips the ball around the post from what, what Ross Callahan's five or six yards out from goal. So he's like, what, three, four yards away from Craig Gordon? Yeah. Um, and I think Matthew Harold also picked out that one as well. So, Craig, Craig knows best so if he's picking as third but I possibly I think obviously the Porteous one's getting elevated slightly because of because of what it meant what it meant I as a save I would possibly be tempted to push that Ross County one to the top I think uh, honestly the Porteous one for me was a kind of it really was an open mouth how on earth did he just now forget what happens afterwards he gets a little bit of fort comes off the post and it comes back to that save Everything had to be right. His footwork had to be right. His agility had to be right. It just, every, that was just as good a save as I've seen it. And that was up there with, with the save against Motherwell from, from David Clarkson. Now, unprompted, he then went on to send another message. Oh, feel free to mention Motherwell, Aberdeen, Ross County, Rangers away, <laughs> Celtic, Dundee United at home, Hamden, Hibs at home too. Jeez, not that he's forgotten or anything like that. So there's probably a top ten. Self-praise is no praise, Craig. <laughs> oh, as for him, he can do whatever he can walk on water for us. Craig, you've 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 mentioned plenty of wonderful saves, and we've mentioned a lot through the season. Uh, uh, let's go with the Porteous one, I think, in that section. And I'm sure next season we'll have plenty more to add to the list as well. Next up, we had, this is an interesting one. Ryan suggested this one. I think it's quite a, a good one. It's a bit more of a trickier one to have a think about because this is current player who will go on to play at the highest level. Um, got an interesting mix of responses to this one. Um, Odd Shaped Balls said, highest level, possibly Harry Stone or a left field choice, Ben Woodburn. Which is interesting given he's probably been 
slightly disappointing as a, si- a signing, given obviously where we were getting him from, being a full international this season. Um, if you'll be a better player and a better team. Woodburn. I know you and Murray have the argument. Yeah. He might be someone that doesn't have to re- rely as much on tracking back because the kid's got ability. We just haven't. I'd like to have thought we would have seen more of, of Ben Woodburn this season, and that would be, probably be down as one of the more disappointing aspects of a, a season with not too many disappointments. John Jambo Wilson says Natty Aka, World Cup for Australia, and potentially into a championship team or onto a championship team, then a lower Premier League team spending stupid cash if he keeps. Developing the way he is, um, uh, Matthew Harold. Matthew Harold also mentioned Nathaniel Atkinson, especially if Australia make the World Cup. But Kaiser, what's your commission? I mean, if we're getting a happy meal from Robbie for Natiaka, if he goes on, if he moves from Hearts, gets to the World Cup, and then moves on, what's 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 the commission then? It's probably a Nando's, isn't it? Oh, pity pity sauce, <laughs> something. Jeez. I've got I've got him purely for age and position. But this this is, could be controversial. But the suit account, no, no, <laughs> he's oh, yeah. it's now it's now past first of June, yes. and he no longer belongs to us. So if we'd done this when we were meant to do this on on Tuesday, could suited have counted then? I don't, we need to ask the board. Uh, I don't know. Come on, I, Gaffer. It depends. Oh, it really depends because Ralph Smith also went with someone who. I don't know if he's probably back at his parent club now. He says uh, Sims will have a good career in England, but maybe not at the highest level. Uh, well, we forget his age. He's not, what is he still only twenty one? Um, I think he's turned twenty two now. Um, he's raw, but there's something. Do you know? It's funny. I I saw I saw quotes from Kenny Miller, which have probably been stolen from one of his TV appearances. No, he's still he's 21. St- still only 21, yeah. <laughs> 21 in January. And Kenny Miller said something. I was chatting, I don't know if it was in this group or or one of the other groups in WhatsApp. I mean, Rangers could do a hell of a lot worse. I don't want them to. But, I mean, with the uncertainty about Morelos and not having a strike of the last few games of the season, and Ellis Sims at Ibrox, I think, would, would probably get 20 goals a season easily. I don't want that. I want them to stay uh, and come back to hearts because it makes sense. I'm glad Everton stayed up because if they went down, yeah. he, they would have got rid of so many and he would have been part of their plans. I, I, I still hope there's an outside chance of him coming back. I, I thought he was one of our best loan signings that we've made for yeah. quite some time. And from an English football point of view, Ryan, I always think, it's why I think I always thought Patterson would get a move there and would do reasonably well. You know, Sims is physical. He uses his body really well, and you've seen that. I think the English Championship, especially, and the Premier League to a degree, but it's quite a physical league. I'm compared to other kind of leagues in Europe, but I think Ella Sims has the right kind of attributes for that. Like His touch maybe isn't always the best um, technique-wise. Maybe he needs to develop that, but the way he uses his body, his strength, I think that makes him prime candidate to do well in England. Yeah, 100%. I'd, he was Atkinson, Suda, and Sims was my was my three. I went for Benny Benigami. Yeah, I, I was going to say that's that's who I put down, um, mm-hmm. and also who we got. Jamie Devlin said Benny ben, Benny is capable of going all the way, um, so he was picked by a few people, and I think it, it'll be interesting to see how he recovers from his injury. But from what we saw, you know, when we when he first. I would say broke into the team when he first signed and became a part of the team. You know, we were amazed at 
we'd managed to not just bring him to Hearts, but sign him on a reasonably long contract full time, not even just a loan. Um, well, I'll quickly throw another. We're going to Europe, said Sibic, and said he's shown in spells he's capable. He just needs to find consistency. Hmm. And here's another one to put past Ryan, which actually got mentioned from couple of people alexander scott said devlin has the energy levels of andy robertson but has time to improve on the end product graham taylor agreed with that Uh, grant Haddon also came in and said devlin i feel with a little molding can easily play in the english premier league has mobility engine tackling shooting and uh, sorry and says shooting and passing can be improved on an interesting shout there he's still quite young cammy devlin and i suppose you know, in a similar way, but slightly different to Sims, we're talking about he has a lot of base attributes that would suit the English game quite well and does suit the Scottish game quite well in terms of his energy, his, his tackling, uh, the way he digs in, his physicality. And yeah, technique-wise, only improves, doesn't it? The, the more you play and the better level you play at. There's a player that I played with at Bradford, Lewis O'Brien, who's at Huddersfield, and they just lost the playoff final, and he's very similar to him. Um, in terms of, especially in the sort of championship, you always kind of have that midfielder of almost Cammy's capabilities, you know, in terms of winning the ball back. And even modern day football, that's such a big thing, isn't it? To to have one of those players that can win the ball back. And, um, you know, I've been taken aback at how well he's done this season. You know, I thought it would maybe have taken him a season to adjust to the you know speed of the game and, you know, having to back up continuously, you know, in Australia, it's normally Saturday to Saturday. There's not very many midweek games. So, you know, he's done really well. And um, yeah, you know, if he continues on this path and, you know, hopefully he's not too far away from a Socceroos call up, which, you know, puts him on the radar for a lot of clubs. You know, if you're, he'll be under 25, would have played close to, you know, 100, 150 games in Europe, international, you know, that, that, you know, Robbie will probably touch on it next week. That comes up on a lot of sort of scouts and clubs' radars is is those types of players. So, yeah, you know, there's definitely if he's progresses the way he has been progressing, especially the last sort of season and a bit, then there's there's no reason why he can't go on and, and have a really good career. Right, most handsome outfield player because we know it's unfair to make it just player because Craig Gordon wins by landslide. So um, it's why we've not bothered doing a player of the season because, well, what's the point? Um, we know who the player of the season is. We don't have to mention it. Yes, Craig, you know, I know you'd like us to mention it, but it's an easy pick and that's a credit. Uh, but in terms of outfield player, it, I guess there was an overriding one here, and it was a certain Austrian. Um, Jamie Devlin says, Peter Haring, he's just a beautiful bastard. Uh, Blair Messer backed that up. Um, Twiggy Rascal said, Peter Haring, because any other answer is objectively wrong. I agree. And Grant Haren just said, Peter Haring, baby. Yeah. It's hard to disagree. Although, Graham Taylor did come on and say, Aaron McInef, and I was thinking, you know, Aaron McInef has a bit of like a, Kind of a little bit of a nineties boy band, maybe. Yeah, yeah. This is like two thousand and twenty-two, though. Backstreet Boys <laughs> or something, maybe. 
could see him in that. There's only one answer to this. There is only one answer. It's Liam Boyce. Because bald is beautiful. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's because you two have got like manes like Leo the Lion. Some well, of us don't have that. <laughs> well, talking of manes, another one that was thrown in, Steve Weddle says, not sure if handsome is the word, but when Barry Mackay's hair was longer, I thought he looked a bit like uh, Tea Leone circa Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been a shampoo hair model. Kingsley? Because... Well, yeah, see, I listed King that. Kingsley, I yeah. put Harrigan and Kingsley, and it was funny. Um, Rob Borthwick, we were having a few drinks after the final league game of the season, and I think he said Stephen Kingsley's often like this kind of like old-fashioned RAF pilot. You can imagine him um, you know, just in his full gear in like World War II, just this handsome, rugged, but you know, you know, kind of different era type of look. Which which player would the mothers like to mother? To mother, um, yeah, just to kind of cute. I tell you, I tell you what you should probably Cammy because right? you don't like someone who looks a bit. Yeah, he looks Ka- like a Ka- bit rascal. Just, a wee cute yeah, rascal. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what to Cammy. do. My Cammy wouldn't do that, would he? <laughs> get, get the prosecco pair, right? Summon the prosecco oh, pair. Don't no, and, don't no, no, no. Them. Put He's them strong, to good yeah. use He's and show me. them. Show them the the Hearts players on uh, soccer or whatever. Get them. To you actually them. want me to? They're yes. Downstairs. Yes. Get them on the microphone as well. Oh, You're outvoted. Two, um, two on right. one. Go go and get them. I take it this episode is going to be longer than an hour. The way things are. Yeah, because it's a penultimate one of the season, and then we can do a separate quiz for, that can go. And by the way, Apple, get your finger out and upload them quicker than you have been doing because it's a pain in the arse. You go and get your prosecco pair. And we'll commentate on what we think the Prosecco pair will say is the most the Prosecco pair. pair. That's what I they're mean, known as now. That's what the title of this is. The Prose- End of Season Awards slash the Prosecco pair. Just just to state, the Prosecco pair is, is my girlfriend and her friend. It's it's not some, you know. A couple of blondies. And so it comes full circle. You're going to get them. Um, there right. you go. Telt. Oh, open right. the window. It's like a boy's bedroom in here. Be farting all night. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is recording just now where there was a right, you're live. We were discussing who is the most handsome hearts player in terms of outfield player because Craig Gordon wins it. Can they hear us or not? They can't. They, no, unfortunately, they can't hear both of you. No, I can change it so they can. Yeah, I want to hear. Oh, for crying out loud! This is getting recorded now as well. Um, <laughs> right, let me just change. Keep speaking, Ryan and Mark. Good evening. Oh, no. Why is... oh, listen to me go. Good evening, ladies. All right, there we go. Okay. So... Tell, them, tell them, first of all, first of all, they have a new name, the pair of them. Yes. New nickname. The, the two girls are now known as the Prosecco pair. Prosecco pair? Let's focus. So I've got the Hearts website. Amongst other things. Yeah. <laughs> right, so... We're not going with the goalkeepers because Craig's the most handsome, so we know that. Oh, here's Hugo. Oh, my, oh, my cat's in the room as well, for <laughs> crying out loud. Right. Can't so, go past players because I'd win that as well and can't go past Mark for commentary. What, you want me to include Ryan McGowan? He doesn't play anymore. Nah, no, he can't. Oh, he does. He, right, Laurie, don't hearts. be like that. You hurt, you hurt his feelings. Okay, right. So, your Prosecco pair is what you're being called for this. It's, you've got to pick... individual votes or is it a group vote? You... Are we giving them a vote each? But then it can yes, be split. Yeah. So it's only yeah. at least four people. No, I'm going to scroll down. All right. How many players are in a team? 
Look, just focus, okay? Oh, jeez. Right, so first row I've got here, I've got Michael Smith, Stephen Kingsley, Nathaniel Atkinson, Taylor Moore. None, none, oh, oh, that was a bit harsh straight away. Oof. Alex Cochran, Craig Halkett, and Toby Civic. Oh, I need to know their height, because if people are short, then they're automatically... Oh, you need to know their height. Good answer. Um, good, no, I mean, good answer. Good answer. I mean, kind of shorter. <laughs> Most of the, they're all pretty average high. Uh, Toby Civic's very tall. He's at least 6'2". Civic's a good-looking boy. Okay, that's harsh. This is going out. <laughs> yeah, this is all right. <laughs> We're recording right now, so don't be too harsh. Um, next, I've got Peter Haring, Benny Beningamy, Aaron McInef, Cammy Devlin. Why is that boy black and white? Andy Halliday and Finlay Pollock. Yes, Finlay Pollock's picture's in black and white. That's not... He's old. This is this. This is the only option. Um, forwards. We've got Ben Woodburn, Liam Boyce, Gary Mackay, Stephen Barry Mackay. Um, and then the last line here, you got Ellis Sims, Ewan Henderson, and Josh Janelli. Do you want me to scroll back up? Janelli could be a dark horse. Yeah, he'd be up there. Is my husband going to be offended by if I pick someone <laughs> like him? No, no one will know. No, no. This does. There's only got five Unless listeners. It's a lot of his podcast. It'll be fine. <laughs> 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 Burn. <laughs> right. You need to make a decision. So there's. Right. Okay. I think number two is okay. Um, no, no. I mean, number two. And okay. Two okay. So she's Stephen pointing King. at Stephen Kingsley. Right, she just keeps trolling a minute, though. Yep. I'm okay. My decision. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not feeling inspired. You're not feeling inspired. <laughs> no. We've got an ugly team. Show him Craig. Just show him Craig to see. If right. Can... Okay. I tell you what. I've seen Craig. Lonnie's got pictures of so, him over the head. So, if Ryan's <laughs> Right, so, what do you think? So, I'm just opening up. This is this is an international footballer called Ryan McGowan. He used to play for us, so we could maybe include him in the mix. No. No? Okay. <laughs> That's harsh. Depends what photo. There's some, bad, <laughs> ones. There's some bad, bad photos online. Show him uh, her Ryan's brother. Oh, oh, Dylan McGowan. Oh, that's a good shout. Okay. Good, yeah. Let's see. Um, there's Dylan McGowan. He's better. <laughs> oh, dear. Better than what? Ryan or better than the whole Hearts team that just now? No comment. <laughs> so, would you pick Dylan McGowan over all the current Hearts players I've shown? No surprise the Gals is winning anyway. Put it that way. So you, I like the last one. Stephen Kingsley? Yeah. No, the last one. Nelly. Yeah, this one. I like his tattoos. Okay, so... He just looks tall. Okay, so one one of the Prosecco pair is going with Kingsley and one is going with Josh Janelli, but do you want to pick Dylan McGowan over them as a wild card? Yeah. No, thank you. No, offer oh, cry out loud. I don't want to was that, I would rather. Was that the married one that said that or the not married one? <laughs> <laughs> not okay, married so one. it's it's split between Josh Janelli and Stephen Kingsley. We're not getting anywhere else. Okay. What, what was the purpose of this? Also, can you play us the fart so we can hear it? No, get out! Oh, right, you're you're excused. Bastard. Go on top of the circle. Maybe it was them. <laughs> the circle pair. The prosecco oh. pumping pair. And we're back again, um, guys. I don't know what the fuck is happening with this week's episode, but. It's taking some interesting twists, and put it that way. Gone off the rails. Summed up by my can, which I just opened and it just fizzed up. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, so 
uh, have we got a decision on most handsome outfield player? I mean, the the parts Twitter atty seemed to go with Peter Haring, which I was going to go with, but there was definitely a point towards Stephen Kingsley from the Prosecco pair, if we keep calling him that. Yes. He's for he's for the much more mature lady or gentleman. I would go that, Kingsley. Uh, I would go Kingsley as a little wingman. So he could be my and, wingman anytime. And that's yeah, it the looks thing. Like he'd be a top gun, yeah. Which which hearts player would you want to go out on a night out with if if he pulled? Okay, I was gonna say because it depends, because if they're too handsome, then they might steal your thunder. But yeah, I guess if you're just looking at well, there's, there's different categories here because pick up the leftovers and it's a bit different, isn't it? I'm not going up against McGowan, right? Because that's a that's 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 a catchweight contest, and both physically and metaphorically speaking. Because <laughs> I I'm going to try. I've got a face for radio. I'm not, but does someone like Ryan McGowan or someone like Toby Civic or Stephen oh, Kingsley oh, attract I, a what? I just had a WhatsApp from Uh-oh. the Prosecco pair downstairs, and Uh-oh. apparently, one of the one who was uh, who didn't go with Ryan over Dylan said she's changed her mind. Says Ryan is actually pretty good looking. Oofed. and they're laughing. I can hear them because they can they can hear that I've just said that. Well, that's, like I good, just got a message. He's a, he's he's a good, and they're they're right. He's a, he's a good looking kid. Thank you, thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. I yeah, I read it out. I didn't. I didn't say you weren't. Should we move on to best non-football moment? No, just that was awkward. awkward. Say that message again. Read that message. <laughs> so the message, the WhatsApp I just got said, "Oh God, where's it gone?" You know how we said that Dylan she changed her mind. Yeah, now says Ryan is pretty good looking. Yeah, see that that often happens with you know. Just takes a moment alcohol. <laughs> with alcohol. And, and, and give it give it another hour, and I I could be one of the best Scotland. Give it another Brother. hour and she'll be around it. Well, we're both in it. We're both in yes. the Lothians just now. So, I mean. Yes, we're catching up. <laughs> you could have done without the word pretty, though, couldn't you? He's good looking. It's yeah. very different from he's pretty good looking. Yeah. That usually followed by a butt. You just just, just end it at pretty. That'd be fine. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> best best non-football moment. Uh, not as many suggestions for this one. It is a bit of a hard category, I suppose. Um Twiggy Rascal says the whole Mark McGee saga resulting in Dundee getting relegated, <laughs> which I suppose was kind of football to a degree, but it's, yeah, it's a bit, a lot is this, of... Is this to do with hearts or just in general? I didn't really specify. I've left this pretty open to interpretation because um, Sean Gray says Andy Halliday drinking out of a Balenciaga. Do you remember he was drinking what? out of a trainer, wasn't he? I, w- I would say the video that was circulating when uh, Halliday was limping after the Hibs game. Oh, yeah. Wilson Did he not do an, was it uh, an open goal or something in Glasgow? How, yeah, how come? No, Scott Wilson, it was at Tynecastle, and I think it was in the Boggy yeah. Suite. Mm-hmm. Goes, oh, it looks like you're injured. Do you have a little bit of a limp? He goes, oh, I just got paid my goal bonus in my left pocket. <laughs> so I'm having to work with a limp. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, Kyle Borthwick said Robbie Nielsen walking down the tunnel. After the Hibs semi-final, obviously he was obviously enjoying oh, it, giving a few, giving a few gestures oh, to the stands. Right Aye, um, yep. or Cochrane shushing the Hibs fans after the first goal in the three-one game. Graham Taylor says Liam Boyce retiring 
Scott Brown. A, a lot of these, are, <laughs> I, I suppose, I was maybe more thinking something like the um, like off the park stuff. So, like August thirtieth, Hearts become the largest fan owned club in the UK was mine. That's okay. Well, that's obviously going to win. I, I was going to say something more silly, like when Robbie Nielsen was getting interviewed after the Auckland game, and someone shouted, "I hope oh, you yeah. get pumped <laughs> in the next round." <laughs> 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 that was a Hearts fan. <laughs> yeah, um, I would go from a little bit more serious. The oh, here we go. Here we go. video of Stevie Morris. Ah, uh, that's another. Uh, that, I mean, that's that's just on a different level. That's the most emotional moment of mm. of the year, along yeah, with watching like, Stevie even, come out of Hamden. Like there were so many like retweets of like you know for publicity for MND and for mm. yeah. That was a really, really good touch from the club outside of the football pitch, you know, for one of their own, for somebody that's, you know, a massive Hearts fan. I thought that was a really nice touch. Yes, no, I agree. I agree. And I think the reaction to that, and like Mark says, Stevie walking out of Hamden was, yeah. was a wonderful touch. I think they are, they are both very good, very good what nominations. About, what about... Gowser's 60-second video at the Hall of Fame. That's got to be up there. Yeah. That I, could, I couldn't afford to go. I don't know what he said. <laughs> <laughs> well, then reduce the prices. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> um, on, on that note, what about the, the next category? Best... Tw- oh, this, is, this, is, this. Is, this is yours, Mark. Best Twitter I've reply to a starting Honestly. 11. Um, so it oh, it kind of started, didn't it? When well, it's, it's not just this season; it's been going on for a while. Where we're kind of going, oh Jesus, what are the the negative Nellies going to say about the team this week? And you always used to scroll scroll through it. You said you wouldn't, but you did. But I'm going to start at the end of the season with my only one because there's two, right? And there's a there's a, there's a reason there's two. S. Jenks, in response to the Hearts team to face Rangers the week before the cup final. Raging with this team, too many starters for next week. Deserve all we get if injuries. <laughs> right? Okay, so there's the, the negativity is returned. To which a man after my own heart, or a woman after my own heart, I'm not sure. I, I think it's a man. New Jersey Jambo, just down the road here <laughs> in the States. The things that enrage our support never fails to amaze. Do other fan bases have as many grown men with uncontrollable anger issues as ours? Within a, a gif of the Hulk, and this has been on my screen for the past hour. And I so New Jersey Jambo, I think you and I are kindred spirits. Um, we're the ones that kind of go after the the negativity, raging with this team. And then you follow it down a little bit more, right? And and you you get kind of there was one tweet that that I saw. Um, that's pretty much our cup final, to be honest. Maybe switch Smith with Atkinson, but there's no way Suter or Halkett start next week. And you, you never hear from, from them again if it, if it goes well. But by the way, if it goes wrong, <gasps> told you, tell you, work. I knew it the minute that team came out. This was just something. This has been a running joke throughout the, 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 the season. And then it was like when we named an unchanged lineup, everyone's disgraceful, disgraceful. How dare they pick an unchanged lineup after we've won a game? That's just not, not acceptable. So we've um, had a fair bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, all in jest, of course. Jamie Devlin just said his suggestion was uh, just every time someone says, where's the real team? Yes. Um, which is a common every one. Week. Every uh, week. Twiggy Rascal gave us a... He, 
screenshotted and said, below, someone might be a bit overdramatic. Halliday's been great when called upon. And they said, um, uh, someone was saying, basically it was, why is Halliday ahead of Cochrane? And someone replied going, fuck knows, worse than a man down um, when he's in the starting 11. Get him in the bin ASAP. Um, Sean Gray and Kyle Borthwick both basically agreed on this one. Sean Gray said, um, one of the um, best replies to Twitter is basically, anyone who says boys is shite every time he plays. Um, Graham Taylor said, Mark's admission that he didn't even notice Craig Gordon wasn't in the starting 11 against no. St. Johnson until the ball was sailing past Ross Stewart. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so quite true. Good. I never look at the, because the goalie's the goalie's always there until they play at Motherwell or at St. Johnston. <laughs> Why isn't Craig saving that? Because it's not Craig. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, because Blair Messer said, to be honest, any of the tweets mentioning the goalkeeper, Motherwell away April, St. Johnson away yes. in February. Yes. And I, I look back at St. Johnston away in February um, and Stephen Reid said, I actually tag you and said, I know you joke about the comments made every week when the sheet goes up, but this time the fear is real. Um, um, since I was young, podcast said I stopped reading after the first name because obviously the first name wasn't Craig Gordon. Um, <laughs> Simon McCluskey said forfeit the game and save everyone the pain. And to be honest, Simon McCluskey was right. It would have been better in hindsight <sighs> to do that. Did they um, not score really early doors? And Ross should have done better with their goals? yeah, but, yeah, probably. Um, and I love was the one. Co- I love the one when Hart say, you know, um, we've made two changes. Say John Suda misses out through injury, and so does Andy Halliday. And then you go in the comments, and someone goes, "What's up with Suda and Halliday?" And you're like, "Fucking just read what they've put. They put them missing through injury." Uh, yes. Um, and one of the ones I was having a look at some of the comments, and one of the ones that amused me was April the ninth, Hibs at home. Uh, someone commented saying, Halliday? Question mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> Kadim had, had him on toast in the last derby and he spent much of the Ross County game on his arse. And of course, he then got man of the match and scored two goals. So, yeah, interesting ones. Right, I don't know what's happening. What, what's happening with this week's episode? Um, we've, we've done some alternative awards. We've not actually awarded anything, but I don't think we need to do it because that's probably... Too much work, given how many twists and turns we've taken. Um, Sonny Rocker actually messaged us and added his own section and said, the best wind-up merchant, in brackets, of the opposition. And the winner is Devlin. Yes. Which is... By by a mile. By a mile. Um, Simon Withers, this is... I'm just just reading messages we're getting now. Simon Withers messages saying, can we get an episode soon where Gowser just details every player in the A-League that he'll be recommending to Hearts. <laughs> to play. Should be a new career, shouldn't it? Getting a few of the boys out there. I think they call that an agent. Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Better when alcohol's involved, isn't it? Right, so we're, we're, we're running well into overtime, as they call it in... Mark's neck of the woods. Do, do you want me to fire a very quick, yeah, a very quick, quick fire quiz? Yes, yes a quick, yes. quick fire quiz. A quick, quick fire quiz. Right. Okay. Well, what I'm gonna have to do is, um, right. Let's work out buzzers. <laughs> okay. So, um, the first sound is 
Uh, Mark's brother, brother can't speak. Mark's buzzer, and the second sound is Ryan's buzzer. <laughs> this, is, this is too childish now. It's, it's going beyond the joke. <laughs> so, so, supposedly, allegedly, there's no proof. Let's go, Mark. Come on. So I'm not yeah. going to answer. See, I've, I've worked this out. I'm not going to answer any questions. So A, I'm getting any wrong. Already. Okay, and B. I'm, I'm having no part to play in that ridiculous noise, whatever it was. <laughs> <sighs> well, that was the noise. That was the sound he made afterwards. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to make sure see how many questions I've got. So, what is it about this season? It, yes, league so, only cup or what? A, a mix this season, though, basically. So we've got a, a little end of season quiz. This is quite quite brief. I've got, I've got ten quick questions, um, and then I've got a potential if we happen to be level. Decider. Oh, I can't cheat. They don't have a. They don't have this season updated. And shit. And can't cheat. And what? What will make it now? What? What? What will do? So obviously it's fast. Fastest finger to the buzzer when I answer when I ask the question. So whoever hits their buzzer first gets the answer. However, if you hit your buzzer and you get the question wrong, you lose a point. Oh. Okay, if you if you just don't answer, if you don't buzz, oh, don't you, answer. There's a point on oh, that's a bit cheeky. Well, because because I know what I know what it can be like, and you'll just buzz and hope that you'll be able to get the answer when you think about it, and you'll dilly dally. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be oh, harsh. He, he bloody Google's it. That's what he does. No, I don't. You do. You just said you can't cheat because they've not updated the season. That's what you just said. So on London Heart, so I'm screwed. I didn't. Yeah. So you you buzz yourself in. I'm going to give you about five seconds. If you don't answer, you lose a point and it gets handed over potentially to the next person. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Okay. Just to stop you, just just to stop you buzzing when you don't actually know it, but you want to just get in first. Do we have to wait until you finish the, the question? No, you don't have to wait until I finish the question. You can. But, you can, but if, they, if Mark jumps in, you stop. You don't continue the question. Fair. If if someone jumps in, I will stop, and yeah. then they've got the they can answer. But if they've jumped in just to jump in for the sake of it. Then they'll lose a point if they get it wrong. Come on. And do do you get the chance to answer if the opponent is wrong? Yes. Okay. okay. You'll get the opportunity to answer as well. So there's incentive to not just jump in if you if you don't know. Mark, if neither if neither you know, then it'll just be a pass. Mark, have you been drinking? Yep. Okay. Where have been? you? Yes. So you're not okay. doing it anymore. Let let's play bamboozled. Okay, question one. Fingers, fingers at the ready. Good luck, Ryan. Good luck, Mark. Thank you. In the Premiership, mm-hmm. who is the only goalkeeper to have faced more shots than Craig Gordon? Liam Kelly. Well done, Mark. That yes. is correct. Liam Kelly from Motherwell faced 179 shots in the Premiership. Um, Gordon, 171. However, Craig Gordon still made, made more saves. most saves. Mm-hmm. 133, but that is the correct answer. Well done. I need, I need to go now, boys. I'm sorry, I have to quiz off to end here. <laughs> well, I can just ask Ryan the next nine questions then. Okay. Question two. Which outfield player made the most appearances for Hearts in all competitions this season. <laughs> yes, Ryan, go ahead. Kingsley. Well done. 
That is yeah. correct. Stephen Kingsley made 43. Obviously, the most was Craig Gordon, who made 46. Uh, next highest in terms of outfield players uh, was joint 41, Peter Haring and Liam Boyce. So level 1-1. One, one. Okay, question three. Cammy Devlin scored one goal for Hearts this season. Which team was it against? <laughs> that, that was Mark. That was against yeah. uh, St Mirren because he did the celebrating at um, uh, the stadium. Yes, that is correct. Cammy Devlin scored against St Mirren 26th of February in a 2-1 victory. Well done. 2-1 mark. Okay. Next up, we have Finlay Pollock scored one goal for Hearts last season. Which team was it against? Sterling Albion. Mark again, right yes. in there. That is Four. correct. Sterling uh, Albion. Well done. Well done. So that is 3 1 to Mark. Okay. Question five. True or false? Craig Gordon kept more clean sheets this season in all competitions than he did in 2005-2006. Go ahead, Ryan. False. It's incorrect. Um, Drew, you you said you've just said before the quiz started. If the person gets it wrong, so it can be passed over. So I'm going through. So I'm 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 taking okay. I'm I'm taking control of this and saying Ryan loses a point. But I can't give you a point for that. Yeah, you can. You just said you it. Know. That's four 0 Yeah, that's it. Honestly, no, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm, honestly, I'm phoning I'm, FIFA. I'm making the rules. He's lost a point. You don't need to kick him while he's down. Okay. Don't give me that. He'll probably come back and win 6-4 <laughs> So, 3-0. Three, three he kept 20 clean sheets this season. He kept 19 in 2005-2006. Although, he did keep more in the league. And overall, he played less games. But in total... That was, that was just a landmine, that question. It was. Gonna, it was a little bit. It. it was a little bit. But, but Ryan's got to try and jump in. You know, he's got to try and pull it back. So, yeah. fair play has to do it. Right, okay. well. 3-0. Three. No. no, true or false? I can't hand it over. I should have specified. Should've, that's my fault. Specified. It's not right. If you go into a store yeah. and something says 20, 20 pounds less than it should be, you get it for twenty pounds because it's it's the way it, it is. doesn't. It doesn't actually. It doesn't no. work that way. It doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. In we're in we're in the United Kingdom just now. Yeah, we're, we're in the UK. It doesn't work that way. <clears throat> anyway, a few you're ganging up on me. <laughs> right. Okay. Next question. Liam Boyce scored 16 goals this season, short mm. of the 20 goal target he was hoping for. Since John Robertson scored 20 in 1992, other than the man himself, which player has got closest? Kyle Lafferty. He's fast. He's fast. He's fast in this one. On fire, isn't he? Big that player. is correct. Kyle it's Lafferty. amazing what you can do without cheating. I like this. <laughs> Kyle Lafferty in 2017-18 got 19 goals. Uh, Scatchel got 18 in 2012. And in 2017, both Scatchel and Hartley got 17. But still, no one has hit the 20-goal mark in 20 years now. That's, sh- that, that's really quite bad. It is. it is, and he should have done this season as well. Jeez, what did he miss? Two penalties, at least. 
uh, I think he three in the end, I think. Anyway, next question. Who got the most yellow cards for hearts in all competition? <laughs> oh, it has Go to ahead, be the Ryan. One. Mr. Devlin. Uh, I think it's Halliday. Okay, so Ryan loses a point, but Mark doesn't gain one there. Um, oh, is it not Halliday? It's not Halliday. It's not Halliday. So, as well. Cammy Devlin got most in the league, but I said all competitions. Peter Haring actually got 13 yellow cards all in this season. Cammy Devlin only got 11. So we both lose. Wow. No, you were first. You don't have no. any points. You're, you're now minus points. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you're negative equity. Shit rules. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that one. It was, yeah, it's four to minus one. Um, I should have put really you can't go below zero, but I guess I, I didn't specify. I'll have to go with that. Um, right, Hearts got dot points in 2013 14, so it's similar to that. Uh, how many, right? We're ready for the next question. Yes, how many players were sent off for Hearts this season? Three, he's 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 definitely on the ball tonight. Yes. Wow. Andy Halliday, Taylor Moore, Josh Ginelli. That's correct. I don't know what he's doing tonight, Mark uh, Ryan. I don't know. Yes, yeah, that's impressive. It's impressive. You've sent him. You've sent him the bloody quiz before. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's no fair. I used to play for Australia, you know. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Next question. How many? Hold players on. Hold on. Before before you do this, is it five one five dash one? Because it's five minus one. It's five dash five dash dash one. That's the (laughs) double dash, um, double negative. Uh, Right. Okay. Next question: How many players captained Hearts this season? (laughs) Go ahead. Four. (laughs) He's not minus two, is he? Minus two. Just give it. I can't give it to you because it's wrong. There's three. Three. Greg, Halkett, and... No. No. Who? Craig? Suter? Craig, yeah. Yeah. Suter, and... Kingsley? Did Kingsley pull on the armband? Peter Haring. Yeah. So it was Craig Gordon, obviously, captain for most of the games. John Suter, captain, Hearts against St. Johnston, and Peter Haring against Motherwell. Hold on, I'm, I'm trying to do Ryan a favour here. Was there an instance where either Suter or Halling went off in their respective games right. and had so, the armband over? Yeah, so, 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 you don't know the answer to this, do you? You've not so, Come on. I'm sure Halkett was captain. Look, yeah. I, I'm not counting players going off. I mean... Uh, Captain, not handing the armband around the end of the game. If you, if someone gets handed the armband for the last two minutes, captain's a captain. I'm with Ryan here. Yeah, if I was at Hearts and and someone was going off and they gave me the captain's armband, I'd be staring at the photographer at the side of the pitch. Why do we take a photo? And and by the way, forevermore, you'd want to be known as former Hearts captain. Straight on Instagram, that would be. There you go. Exactly. To be honest, to be honest, neither neither Suter or Haring went off in the two games that were captain. So I mean, you know that now, do you? I always knew that. Mm. I'm going to take that. I'm going to put that to Twitter. <laughs> I always knew that. Mm. John Sutter played the entire game. 
Johnson. Against St. Johnson. Anyway, look, like Mark's won anyway. Do you want the last do you want the last question? Yeah, go on, keep going. Just go for the for the fans. Right. Murray Thomas made his senior debut this season. The 18-year-old appeared against Celtic and Motherwell. He wore the highest squad number of a player to appear for Hearts this season. What was it? Uh, I want to stay on five. I'm not going to answer this. I don't need to. I mean, I could have found out by now. Come on. I don't know. I'm not going to cheat. I never cheat. Ryan doesn't want to guess anymore because he's going down the way in this. <laughs> Being the forties, but if I get the first, yeah, four. Uh, I'm trying. I trained with him last year. <laughs> Did he win a number when you trained with him? Yeah, I'm going to say late late forties. Okay, like forty. He was. What? He was... Come on, late forties is either forty-seven, forty-eight, or forty-nine. So what are you going for? Um, Today, please. 48, 48. He's number 48. I mean, really? I'm, yes. Hey! <laughs> I'm back so from minus one. Minus one. Five, five one. Five minus five dash yeah, dash one. Like it. Um okay, I mean I, I did have a I did have a deciding closest to the pin. Um but, worth six points. But we're not we're not going there. <laughs> doesn't matter. I, I think it's quite pertinent, given my buzzer sound, that Ryan's just been pumped. Yes. Yes. Well done, Mark. Well done. Right, okay, so that break, oh, crying out loud. Am I just going to release this as one episode? Because that was oh, long. Oh, my God. It's too long. Uh, it's up to you, son. You've got the editing to do, which we really appreciate, so we do. Well, um, thank you for listening, if you've made it this far. <laughs> Next week we'll be on our best behaviour because the boss is in. Oh, here we go. His future boss is on next week, Robbie Nielsen. Yeah, I remember me. We thought we'd have, we thought we'd let this one just flow and be a bit off the cuff and a bit more um, relaxed because next week we've got, why not? Got the gaffer on next week, so we've got to be a little bit more structured. You know what? We're allowed one. This is like bringing in school games on the last day of term. You can just do what you like. I think you just let it go. You, you tweak it. You tidy it up. You you keep in the parts about the Prosecco pair because you can't really take that out now because they were an integral part. No, you've just bloody mentioned them again. So no, I definitely well, exactly. can't take so that. But look, they were part of, of who's the best looking outfield player. So you, you can't remove them. And you know what? It's like being in a pub. If you're on a long journey or something like that, you just listen to I listen to over like two or three episodes, uh, two or three t- trips in the car. Just leave it. Just we had a bit of fun. It was good. A bit of beer, right. alcohol-infested yeah. fun. Yeah, there you go. Indeed. Well, thank you for tuning in. If you would like to get in touch, you can tweet us at Around the Funnel. You can email podcast at scarvesaroundthefunnel.co.uk. We will be back next week. Um, with a shorter in a- episode. With slightly shorter and more sensible episode as we're joined by Hearts head coach Robbie Nielsen and that will be our final episode of the season but until then thanks for tuning in say hey good looking what you got cooking how's about cooking something up with me think maybe we could find us a brand new recipe i got a hot rod ford and a two dollar bill and i know a spot right over the hill 
go to pop and the dancing spree. So if you wanna have fun, come along with me. Say, hey, good looking, what you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me?